this is my first show, so this should be very interesting. But um, glad you guys are listening. And this idea kind of just came up because you know, there's really nothing to do with this whole quarantine. My first year of university, I was part of a club called the Business and Society Student Association, and they did a podcast called Negative Balance, and I was one of the hosts. It was a fun experience, but I think from there, just kind of, I gained an interest of doing something similar to this. So here we are with this podcast. So today we're going to talk about the coronavirus, and there's there's a lot of opinions with this. You know, people are definitely, I mean, first of all, the coronavirus and everything that's happening, it's really having an impact economically, politically, and other ideologies. I just want to give my take on it, you know, talk about different stuff. So today we're just going to talk about, you know, like I said, we're going to break it down from a political standpoint, economical standpoint, a societal standpoint. And then we're going to break down, you know, quarantine itself. You know, what are the different things that you guys are doing to keep yourselves entertained? You know, what substitutions are you using? And then, yeah, I'm going to give my personal take of like what I think about the pandemic overall. How I see in it in different views, you know. So, I think the first thing we're going to just say is this. No one really expected this to happen. I mean, obviously. But I think we can remember back at 2020 being the year, like, when the virus came. And, and you know, just the timing, just, it was so unexpected, you know. It was a new year into a new decade. And the fact that it was just so impactful for what it was, the amount of cases occurring, how it was spreading in different countries, you know, it definitely left a mark. It left a mark and it really had us asking a lot of questions like, when did this happen? Where did it come from? And a lot of like, who's to blame for this? But really like, if we look at it in a different way, and I know I'm probably in the minority of this, like, I'm not saying this was needed because, like, we don't need, like, a pandemic. We don't need, like, viruses or, like, any disasters. I definitely think that it was, like, a moment where we just needed to pause and just think and just take a break. I think the first thing that everyone's concerned about is finance. You know, Trudeau's been implementing different plans for everyone to at least benefit financially. He talked about the Canadian emergency response benefit the nine billion dollar deal i think it was about 1250 a month that they were planning to give to post-secondary students i mean i'm still waiting (laughs) i haven't really got anything yet but definitely with finance it's going to be a big issue because you look at stock markets and businesses and employment everything is like changing imagine if you're a business and a crisis like this happened, you know, all your stuff is going to go down unless you're like one of the top firms in your economy or in your market. You're very unlikely to really survive this. You're probably going to go through under recession or you might just shut down for like how long? Like, again, like there's a lot of temporary layoffs happening as well. I mean, there was at a moment the stock market was like people. Some people were benefiting. Others weren't. But I think just overall, finance has been one of the main issues because, again, people are just trying to find different ways to, like, fit their needs, you know, whether it's just, again, applying for applications, for grants, and not just, like, now, like, in the future, like, what's going to happen then? 
like will it get worse or will it get better and if it's getting better does that mean the grants are going to start decreasing but there's also a lot of businesses that could benefit from this like amazon you know that's like one we already know amazon you know one of the silicon valley firms out there one of the big capitalist companies you know always benefiting and during a time like this where people are trying to get resources to um survive whether it's finance or just anything to keep people busy it really shows that a company like amazon could really strike at any time you know they're really benefiting from this whether it's like you need to shift something from one place to another place they're using all their assets to make more profitability and imagine the workers too amazon is already a huge company already and like the division of labor is already like complex like imagine now when you're in a pandemic and you really have to like be on the clock with your stuff so that's one crazy part and for employment you know just thinking about it as well there's a lot of people like i said are being laid off there was even there was even a moment where like people or like businesses were like oh we need essential workers to come in because um you know we need to make sure that everyone is staying safe everyone's practicing social distancing and, and you know everything would be fine but at the same time it's like there's an entire pandemic going on and then you're calling people in this is not me being negative this is just me being honest you know there are people who are trying to be safe for themselves for their families you know they're not trying to go out there Put themselves in a bad situation where they cannot be safe but at the same time you trying to put yourself in that situation is in the pursuit that everyone will be safe so there's like a whole complex scenario with that but i know there's a lot of people who are like hey i'm not going outside i'm staying here and i'm making sure that i'm keeping myself safe for my purpose but there might be people like we want to make sure that we stay united and if that means i have to go out there and then risk my health, then I'll do that. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? But again, like, it's just having these talks, having these conversations is what it's important. And like I said, the stock market, you know, like I haven't, I'm not really into the stock market, like deeply. I know there's a lot of people who are probably taking their risk in the stock market. And again, like if, if you're benefiting, that's good. But like for other businesses, it's bad because one thing to consider as well, just tying into businesses, once you are going through a pandemic or a crisis like this, it really depends what people are going to lean on to. So many businesses that have suppliers, you know, where they get all their resources and assets to make their products. But then, like, if everything's being closed down, that limits your supply. It limits your supply because... If you can't go into this area and say, okay, we need to get A, B, and C. But if there's like restrictions that are stopping you, you can't get those assets. Thus, it reduces productivity and thus it kind of messes up the work pattern as well. And because of that, you can see it in the stock markets because, you know, people are saying like, oh, the company's not doing good. So like all the shares, they start to decrease. The business as a whole starts deteriorating. It's impactful for them because these businesses, they're still like benefiting from this in some way. So how are people feeling bad for them? It's not that we're feeling bad, but we do realize that these businesses, they still go through droughts. They still go through droughts, especially through times like this. And 
That's the point. There's not going to be a scenario where people are going to not see businesses benefit from this. Like, again, take the financial crisis of 2008. Like, one main thing that happened was with financial banks. They were bailed out by the government. Like, the government had paid them, like, millions of dollars to um, executives to bail them out. And, of course, this society was not happy. They're like, why are you bailing out these companies, you know? Not to mention that a lot had to do with some with mortgaging and housing. So if you were an individual at that time, you know, well, these people are the ones that put themselves in their situation through bad mortgaging and risky bets. But yet they're the ones that are getting bailed out. How come I'm not experiencing anything that could benefit me? And again, I think that's the big break between society and in business. There's always something that I think it has to do with finance, which I think is important. I think that's the standpoint from political and economical for that. Then societal. I don't know what it is, but like, okay, don't get me wrong. The cases are starting to go down a bit. They're starting to go down a bit. They're decreasing. And I'm glad for that. But there are still people who think that they can go outside and just act like nothing's happened in the past like two months like i see people going out trying to keep i guess themselves from not being bored inside the house and i get it once you're stuck in a house for a long period of time like you get bored you need to do something i know how it feels but at the same time i think we need to still be cautious because this is only the first wave this is only the first wave this it's something you have to understand once flu season kicks in, that's where like we have to really be careful because th- the second wave is probably going to happen then because it still took people a while to figure out, okay, what are the symptoms of coronavirus or if you catch it, how much of an effect is it going to be? Like it depends on like, you know, immune systems and you know how people can adapt to it. You know, it's like survival of the fittest if you can think like natural selection. Once flu season kicks in, it becomes even more complex because we've seen it before. Anyone can catch the flu. And that's where you have to take the vaccines and everyone has to go to their doctors, take their shots. So then imagine flu season kicks in with the possibility of the coronavirus still being around. It's not safe for us to just keep going outside over and over and over again, especially in that time period. And I know and many of you are going to say like, well, Sean... It's May. Like, that probably won't happen. Like, flu season is not until, like, September and stuff. But you never know. You never know. So I think, yes, we want to leave our house. We want to do the things that we're, we would usually do on a normal day before this all happened. But at the same time, I feel like we still have to practice social distancing in all places. And for me... Just as a university student, like all the closures of like academic institutions, I know like that was a huge shift, especially like, you know, for us, we were like reaching the end of the year. But again, going back to the social distancing, the one thing I find odd is not just people going outside, but they're reopening a lot of places again. Like, I don't I don't want to start listing names, but whether it's like. On social media, you know, where I'm checking my phone or on the news, people are like, okay, we're going to open this 
And like I I I don't understand. It goes back to like why? Why do you feel like you need to start opening places again because you see a small decrease? It's not even like a gigantic gap between from this period to that period. No, it's like going down. Like it fluctuates. It doesn't even go down. It fluctuates over time. So the fact that people are, the fact that businesses are open again, it really is questionable. And I'm really thinking like, is it come to the point where they're feeling like, okay, we can't be just sitting around, letting this pandemic go by and we're not making some type of like benefit from this. So I really have questions for that. Like, is it because they feel like, you know, that certain businesses were benefiting before they feel like, well, you know what, if the case are going down, maybe we can like take a chance. So then people could, you know, invest into our products and that way, you know, we can start joining the pack. Or maybe it's the case that the government sees that, you know, all these places are going to be closed, but eventually we're going to have to open them. But at the same time, I'm one of the many, I'm probably one of the few people who thinks that you should just play it safe. Like, I understand that people are just they're very anxious like i can tell like the mental state of everyone right now is just when is this gonna end when can we go outside when can we go to our places again when could businesses just open and just do their activities it's it's only the, the it's only month five we're only in the fifth month of the year it has been it has felt like a drag but i felt it's because people aren't really trying to find ways to keep themselves busy which i'm about to talk to talk about soon because of that people are trying to make ways to just say okay let's let's just open this open that let's just try to get this open as fast as possible even before there was people like consider okay this company is an essential business like for example i know that wwe if if all you people still watch wwe they were considered an essential business Despite the fact that almost every like sports organization was closed, they were still considered an essential business by um the state of Florida. And I I was really concerned about that. I was like, every sport organization is closed. Like NBA, NHL, MOB, NCAA, like PGA, like everything, NASCAR. Yet WWE still producing shows. The state of Florida said like, you have to close your shows you have to close them it's not safe but then something happened vince mcmahon who was the chairman said talked to them negotiated and then just like that they were fine to do their stuff i don't know why but that's what i'm trying to explain like people open these places again i understand that people believe that well if you don't open anything at all then or if you don't at least try to make some changes then we're just going to be stuck in here forever. And what happens when we actually try to go out? It's just going to feel like this awkwardness. But yeah, that's just my take on it. Then we have quarantine. So the quarantine hasn't really kicked in with me. It hasn't really kicked in. Maybe it's because like I'm just not the type of person to like go outside at all. Even before this, like I'm a person that just likes to stay in my house. Unless it's like you invite me somewhere or more likely I'm going to the gym. I will stay here in my house just doing my own stuff. 
For others, maybe you can't go without a good two days without going outside. And that's fine. But I again, I think it's all about finding substitutions, different alternatives for it. For me, like I try to like exercise every single day, you know, just find different avenues I can discover. Or, you know, maybe one day I may like listen to some new music and like a too like if it's a nice day i'll get some fresh air like don't get don't get it twisted you can go outside you can go outside get some fresh air but if you're planning to go outside and start walking around in like the general public and start like going around with a lot of people or a crowd a huge population unless you're waiting in line to do something like there's no point going around just trying to talk to different people like even people are like oh we're they're inviting friends it's just like really like really like are you are you that bored like you could do something so yeah like i just try to find different ways to keep myself entertained and of course there becomes a point where you even get bored of what things you do so i think it's just keeping a good mindset just always having a good mindset. And I think that's really important during a time like this. Because, again, the mental state of everyone is just... They're going to bed late. They don't feel like waking up. You know, it just kind of feels like the days... Although, you know, the days are technically longer with the whole daylight savings time. It feels like it's going by so quickly. And, like, the more days that goes by, you think that there'd be some significant change with this pandemic. But it just feels like... It's just been on a straight line. Nothing's like gone up or down. Or it's like it goes down a bit. Then there's some up, but then it's just like we're in this stuck in this gray area. And um, like I said, there's there's negatives to it. There's a lot of negatives. People are just kind of bored. Again, in terms of employment, people are really struggling to find jobs. I mean, unless you are able to find employment online, then good for you. That's really great. But for people who can't explore that route, it's really difficult because, again, like, you know, through time like this, if you have no employment, it's hard to bring in finance or funds to your families. And people are just trying to find different ways. That's why, you know, the whole benefits from the Trudeau government is huge. So supplying grants is really important. And yeah, in terms of just staying in the house, like, it's just, I, I don't know, like, it's just something about being stuck in a house for, like, a good week or two straight that really gets to someone. It's like you're trapped in a box or, like, you're trapped in, like, this, like, this homemade prison where, like, you can't do anything because even though you could just go on your phone and just, like, probably just scroll, whether it's on social media youtube or just maybe read or do something you still want to have that option going outside and i think that's that's the funniest thing with me like i again i was never an outside person but i still had the option and i think that's that that was fine with me but i think because i don't even have the option of like going anywhere it's starting to get to me a bit but you know again i try to just make the best of it and again i think the positive about this is that it gives people a chance to just kind of sit back and think and take a break. Now, when I was in university, I was like super busy. I had like work, 
I was part of like a couple of clubs and like even with between that, you know, I was doing stuff outside. So I really didn't have time to talk to any friends. Like it would be rare if I called someone like, hey, what's up, what are you doing? How's it going? So I think that this, and people take this for granted. We always wanna talk to our friends, but we never pick the right moments. Like we wanna talk to them, but we're always talking to them when we're super busy. And we always like, we always get that sense like, oh my gosh, like there's not enough time in the day. Well, look at us right now. I, I can guarantee, I wanna ask you, and if you have d done it, fine, that's good for you, but I think it's still worth asking. Have you called someone you haven't talked to like in a while? And when I say a while, I don't mean like a week or, or two. I'm talking like months. Have you talked to someone you haven't spoke to like in months? during this pandemic like have you ever like took the initiative to pick up the phone and call this person to be like hey you know it's been a while like how you been you know is everything good enjoy yourself and you know like i just started like calling up picking up the phone and started calling people i'm just like man it's been a minute since we talked you know where you been and i think the life lesson about this is that during a time like this, it's good to surround yourself with people you love with because you never know when it's gonna be the last time you're gonna talk to them. You never know. Just a couple weeks ago, I called my best friend, Kevin, and when I said I tried to call him during the, the, like, the school year, it was like impossible. He was in college, I was in university, we both had different schedules, so it was completely just, it was a struggle, but then, just a couple weeks back when I called him, you know, it made me think like, man, we're actually having like a legit conversation. Not with the stress about I have an exam to do or, or I have to do this or I have to go somewhere else. It was just me and him talking and it felt really good. Another thing too, if you have a friend that you ha didn't want to talk to because of this and that, please, don't let that get the best of you. Don't. I feel like through what we're going on right now, why are we going to stoop to that level? You know, if you have someone that you used to talk to, but things didn't go right, you know, you can just simply call them or just text them like, hey, what's up? It's been a while. How you been? Because I truly believe stuff like that will definitely get, it will make you feel good. Because you never know, even just a talk with them for about 5 to 10 minutes, that's all you need. I mean, that could possibly make your day. So, yeah, I'm really concerned what activities you guys are doing. Like I said, I, I try to do something every single day. Like, I have an online job, and plus I'm doing other stuff as well. So, I'm already busy. Like, I, I feel like there's never a time in my life where I haven't been busy with work. There's always been a moment where I've done something or like I'm part of a certain project or I'm doing this. Whatever you guys are doing, just let me know. So what do I think about this pandemic overall? Okay, this is where I kind of just go into my own thoughts. I truly believe there's a theory to this. There's like some theory, some conspiracy and... I know, like, why would there be some conspiracy for a pandemic for a virus like this? But I think there's two lanes you can explore. There's the political view 
and then there's the religious view. Now, the political view. If if you watch CNN, I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of things that go on that. A lot of propaganda. But people have their different ideologies of how maybe U.S. and other countries have some role or some contribution to this virus. One thing I noticed at the beginning of the year, there was a lot of talks about World War Three. Like I think like the first couple of days of January. When everything was happening. I noticed like the again the coronavirus and that they were like the two main things. But once the virus really like intensified, the talks of it just disappeared. Like you know, no one was really talking about it again. And again, like I didn't know if this was like some tactical move by USA, but I truly believe that something about this virus has to do with World War Three. Now, you don't have to take this seriously. This is just my theory. You know, we've had world wars in the past with machine guns, toxic gases, and of course, when you go into the war, you need to upgrade. There was a lot of talk about nuclear missiles. You know, there was even like nuclear bombs. Like again, we're and we were entering a different age. You have different countries developing like serums, different ways to make sure that okay, if we do go to war with this country, we could utilize this to our advantage. So that way, we would have the upper hold. And it really started in China. It was like that's where it was being hit and a lot of the talks for world war three was that okay is china and usa what's the relationship there are they gonna interact are they gonna work together like a lot of conflict between the two sides as well so i thought to myself like i would not be surprised if the states are we're doing this again you don't have to take this seriously this is my take i might be the one thinking about this alone but I know I'm not the only one thinking that this is just coincidence. I feel like there's there's some backstory to it as well. There's something that is like deeper into the context. From then, it was just spreading. Again, it was in China. It was mostly in Europe. And again, I truly believe that there is something that they're not telling us. There's one aspect to this that U.S. and other countries too. I'm not just looking at U.S., are trying to keep under the radar. They're not, they don't want anyone to figure it out. Cause let's be honest, when you turn on your TV to CNN, it seems the only thing they talk about is how much cases are there. Don't get me wrong, statistics, they do matter. You know, you wanna see how much people are dying from this, number of cases, the recovery rates. If there's one thing I've learned, there's a lot of variables that you need to consider as well. Like, you know, the, the groups. Who's it affecting the most? Is it affecting teens? Is it affecting like middle-aged adults? Is it gonna affect the elderly, the children? Like who is it impacting the most? And again, like countries as well. Other sicknesses is too, cause you know, there's, there were people who have existing disease. They could conjoin together. And that could be one of the reasons why, oh, okay, this person may catch it more easier like one thing is too like if you have some type of disease 
you're more prone to catch the virus. That puts yourself at risk, you know, whether it's like you're an athlete, a celebrity, or just a regular human being. It can happen. But also, too, is the whole political thing I said. There's a lot of countries and a lot of talk when we hear, unless you know Trump, this man's always getting himself into some type of bad situation. Now, a lot of people also want to point fingers to China based on their culture because... And I know this sounds controversial, but, you know, certain things about them, that's why they have kind of started this. And, you know, I don't know where I'm at. I'm, like, in the middle with this. But I definitely think that it's not just this whole point of me saying this is not saying it is the states and we need to blame it on them. We're, I just want to, like, throw out what I feel because this has been on the back of my mind. Even before, like, again, it intensified. Like, when it was, like, around mid-February, that's where I thought, okay, something's not right. That's my take. My next one is the religious view. Now, I believe this is a sign. It's just the timing. It was a new year. But I feel also, when you look at the landscape, like, you can even just take Canada right here, the landscape of Canada, or just the entire world. We are entering an age where, like, technology and different advances are, like, being created at a rapid rate. Like, everything's, like, evolving really quickly. That's one aspect. Another aspect, which I hear it all the time, is how this generation, you know, there's a lot of critique against them saying that, like, they want to compare it to other generations and this and that. There's a lot of debates and arguments about it. Like, I feel like there's some disconnect with everyone, whether it's through ethnicity, social class, you name it. I think this is God's word of saying that we need to step back, take a break, and realize what's around us. This is all his work. Like, he made all of us. He made all of this. And he could take it away in an instant. And some people don't appreciate that. Some people don't appreciate the wonderful works that he does. Now, God burned down Sodom and Gomorrah. Then you had the plagues on Egypt. Ten plagues. Where God has leg legitimately destroyed different landscapes. So I look at that, and I look at what's happening here, and the timing of everything. I just don't look, I can't tell you that it's not God's work, or he has a plan. It's kind of saying, if you believe in me, if you put your hope into me, then you will live on. You will live on in his everlasting grace. There's a lot of people, whether you're religious or not, that like to point fingers or either doesn't seem to value what is in front of them. They rather find ways or find exits to either blame someone, rather to unite as one. So I think this is God's word. It's not man that's doing this. It's not man. Whatever you think, it is all God. So I think it's really important that we 
value him because you never know when you're going to live your last day. There have been a lot of people who have passed away from this virus. And people are more concerned about just getting outside without actually thinking about who do we look up to in a time like this. One thing I appreciate is that there are people who are having these conversations. You know, I know a lot of good friends who are talking about this. That's just my take on it. Just trying to sum up, I do believe that we're going to get through this. Many people are predicting when it's going to end. People are saying it's going to be like late November. Some people say not till like next year. Some people are even saying that there's a possibility this could end next month. Like I said, I don't think we should focus about when it's going to end. I think what we need to do now is just be grateful because we're here in the moment together. And we just need to come as one and have these conversations. Because once the time ends, and I guarantee you this is going to happen. Once the time ends, all this bonding and everyone expressing themselves, that's going to disappear. And it's going to go back to the way it was. So don't consider this break as punishment. Don't consider this pandemic as a way to just make you feel restrictive. Find something that you can take with moving forward. That's the one thing we can learn. That's all I have to say. I hope you guys took something from this. And this is something that I hope to continue to do in terms of just making these episodes. I don't know when I'm going to post the next one. But I'm definitely liking this. I'm definitely liking having this safe room. Thank you guys for tuning into the safe room. I am your host, Sean Williams, and I hope I can keep this coming. I know it's the first episode, but we'll see what happens, you know? We'll see what happens, but it's your boy. I'll see you guys soon.